This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. need to recognize pride when we see it. And sometimes we try to do some detouring around the hardships and God says, no, 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 I'm opposed to that. I'm not going to let that happen. I love you too much to let that happen. I will give grace to the humble. The man that comes to me and says, this is too hard, God, please help. God says, I'll help you. Absolutely. When God is with you, the enabling power of the Holy Spirit is there to run that race. But when you just say, I'm not doing that, and you try to take a detour, God says, I'm not with that at all. I'm going to oppose that. Walking the path that God has set before us is hard sometimes. We can be tempted to back off from it or to try and find a way around it somehow. Pastor Robert is teaching about the Apostle Paul and his determination to follow the path that Jesus had laid out for him, even though he knew it would be a difficult one to complete. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 22, with today's message. As I said a few moments ago, we're going to resume in chapter 22. We'll actually pick it up at verse 22 and then move on into chapter 23. We've been working our way through the Acts of the Apostles, or as I told you when we started the study, the Acts of the Holy Spirit would be more accurate. But we're in the middle of Paul's trials and tribulations at Jerusalem is where we find ourselves now. He wrapped up his third missionary journey, and as we've looked at it over the last several weeks, we've noticed Paul said that he had purposed in the Spirit to go to Jerusalem and from there on to Rome. And he said, I don't really know what's going to happen to me there. It's funny, I got a little note following one of the studies that I did where I talked about that that was kind of correcting me, and that back in chapter 9, the Lord had told him, everything. And the Lord didn't tell him everything. If the Lord had told him everything, Paul would have said, I know exactly what's going to happen to me. God told me back in chapter nine, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Paul didn't know the details any more than you or I know the details. Paul simply knew that it was going to get ugly because the Holy Spirit, he said, had been warning him along the way, chains and tribulations await you there. And Paul said, but none of these things move me. Paul had made up his mind. He had determined, or as he worded it, he had purposed in in the Spirit to go to Jerusalem, no matter what awaited him there. And as the people at Caesarea tried, you know, begged with him to stop him, please don't go, Paul. Please don't go. You're getting all these warnings. Surely the Lord doesn't want you to go if he's giving you all these warnings. Paul said, cut it out. I have to go. I have to run the race that God has given me to run. And we talked about the fact that you and I as Christians, every single one of us, followers of Jesus Christ, have our individual race to run. I can't run your race. You can't run mine. Neither should we attempt to run detours 
around the hardships that God allows in the race that he prepares for us. I say that because I see that happening a lot of times. I see Christians trying to establish detours, trying to run detours, you know, trying to make up a race rather than running the one God gives them to run. And it's very important to understand the Bible says God opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. The height of arrogance is to think that you can plot a better course than God for your life. We need to recognize pride when we see it. And sometimes we try to do some detouring around the hardships. And God says, no, 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 I'm opposed to that. I'm not going to let that happen. I love you too much to let that happen. I will give grace to the humble. The man that comes to me and says, this is too hard, God, please help. God says, I'll help you. Absolutely. When God is with you, the enabling power of the Holy Spirit is there to run that race. But when you just say, I'm not doing that, and you try to take a detour, God says, I'm not with that at all. I'm going to oppose that. And again, it's in his love for you that he does it. But Paul says, I had to run the race. And so he ran. He went to Jerusalem. He went on. And when he got there, sure enough, they put him in chains. A riot erupts in the temple as he goes there basically minding his own business. And all of a sudden, there's upheaval and there's all kinds of false accusations. And the Roman troops have to come and rescue him. And they carry him out of the temple compound on their shoulders until Paul says, wait a minute, I have to speak to these people. And the commander of the garrison, which, by the way, if you think about it, this would be like our equivalent would be the commanding general of a military base. This was the big man, you know, Roman militarily speaking, uh, there in Jerusalem. He was the man who commanded the garrison at the, the Antonia Fortress, which was the palace fortress um, in Jerusalem. He's got these troops there carrying Paul out, and Paul speaks to them in Greek. And so now the commander kind of freaks out and says, you can speak Greek? I, mean, I thought you were the Egyptian that led the rebellion. And Paul says, no, 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 I'm a Jew, and I need to talk to these people. So they put him down. He addresses the crowd and shares his testimony with them. As we pick it up now, I said verse 22, but let's look at verse 21 because it will put it in context for us. Paul, wrapping up his little speech, wrapping up his testimony, telling them what the Lord had said to him, verse 21, then he, the Lord, said to me, depart, for I will send you far from here to the Gentiles. And they listened to him until this word. Then they raised their voices and said, away with such a fellow from the earth, for he's not fit to live. Then as they cried out and tore off their clothes, that doesn't mean they stripped naked. It was an act of total shock and mourning, you know, grieving as if a heresy had been spoken. They tore their clothes and threw dust into the air. And the commander ordered Paul to be brought into the barracks and said that he should be examined under scourging so that he might know why they shouted so against him. Now, give me your attention real quick. As we walk through this, I'll make a few comments because I realize sometimes I don't explain enough. I know sometimes I probably over-explain. But this idea of being examined under scourging, what's happening here, Paul speaks to the commander in Greek, but then he turns to the crowd and addresses them in either Hebrew or Aramaic. And the commander's not understanding. None of the Roman troops understand Hebrew and Aramaic, apparently. So they don't know what it is Paul has said that has now sparked riot number three. He's caused another one. And a riot in the Roman world was a big deal. It was not tolerated. If this garrison commander could not control the culture, the society, then he wasn't much of a commander, would be the attitude back in Rome. He would lose his command over this kind of stuff. And so he's like, I don't know what you said, but I'm going to find out. And the way I'm going to find out is basically I'm going to torture you until you tell me. That's what the scourging was all about. This wasn't just a 
whipping. The cat of nine tails, as we've discussed before, it had several straps, leather or whatever, and at the end there would be metal and glass and bone fragments, whatever they could find that would rip into the flesh. And they beat you to within an inch of your life. I mean, the idea was you almost kill them, but not quite. You torture this person almost to death. He needs to think he's going to die unless he says something, unless he tells us what we want to hear, unless he confesses to the crime. And so now they take Paul, and this is what's going to happen. They're going to examine him. They're going to torture him. They're going to interrogate him under torture until he speaks up. Verse 25 says, as they bound him with thongs, and the idea being here, you know, they're tying him over the post or whatever it was, you know, stretching his arms out and getting him ready for the beating. Paul said to the centurion who stood by, is it lawful for you to scourge a man who's a Roman and uncondemned? When the centurion heard that, he went and told the commander saying, take care what you do, for this man is a Roman. Then the commander came and said to him, tell me, are you a Roman? And he said, yes. The commander answered, with a large sum, I obtained this citizenship. And Paul said, but I was born a citizen. Then immediately those who were about to examine him withdrew from him. And the commander was also afraid after he found out that he was a Roman and because he had bound him. You see, in the Roman Empire, Roman citizenship, you didn't beat somebody who was a Roman citizen. You didn't bind them. You didn't put them in chains or handcuffs or whatever our equivalent would be today until they had been tried and convicted. To do so meant death. That's why when he says to the commander, you know, the commander's like, you know, you're a Roman citizen. How did you get to be a Roman citizen? It cost me a lot of money to buy my citizenship. And he's looking at Paul like, you don't look like you got a lot of money there, bud. And Paul says, yeah, I was born a citizen. Now, see, this guy had to buy it. This one was born into citizenship. That communicated to the commander, this guy comes from a prominent family. He was born a Roman citizen. Did you notice everybody withdrew? People that were getting ready to beat him, they're like, okay, I didn't sign up for this. I'm out of here. Because they knew they too would be potentially, potentially, vulnerable to a death sentence. And they didn't want any part of that. And now this commander, this high official in the Roman Empire in Judea, now he's scared because he realizes I've crossed two lines here that I didn't even know I was crossing. There's much more to discover from the depths of God's Word. But sadly, that's all we have time for today on Main Thing Radio. In the meantime, Pastor Robert is here to share how you can access additional messages. I'm so glad you joined us today, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an edition of Main Thing Radio. Visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Podcast to link to our iTunes account or to download one of the many compatible mobile apps we have listed online. Never miss another edition and a chance to learn more from God's Word. Thanks, Pastor Robert. Before we end our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you prayerfully consider financially supporting the ministry we have in this virtual mission field? Any amount is appreciated, and for donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. 
This month's gift is Standing in Grace by David Guzik. Pastor David reminds us in this book that we're not only covered by grace when we accept Jesus as our Savior, but we also stand and live in all that grace has to give us. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. That's all for today, but join us again for another look at God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.